This is Radical Learning Talks with Sari Gonzalez and Becca Koritz. Okay, so we were a little drained recording this one after a big week of some unpleasant but really necessary learning experiences in navigating being free in an unfree world. We just have a lot of questions, like how do we navigate different values and beliefs between our unschooling, deschooling world and the dominant culture? How do we meet others that may be bound by their old beliefs? And what is the responsibility we adults and parents hold in supporting our kids to navigate these worlds as we're all working hard to bridge gaps and create more togetherness and connection? It may not be the most upbeat episode, but we start to dive into it all here. Hi, friends. So we're back and we are maybe a little bit... I wouldn't say low, but we're reflective. Oh, I was going to say deflated. Deflated. <laughs> okay, we can be deflated. and But... Yeah, we're sitting with with, uh, this specific topic and we have been processing and we have been reflecting, we have been talking a lot and basically um, it's, 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 I, I would say it's kind of a challenging topic because when we unschool and we start to de-school and we start realizing that we really want to start building a different kind of culture with our kids, a culture that is built upon equity, consent, mutual respect, etc., etc. Many times that is being very misunderstood by our surroundings. And that can be very challenging and very triggering. And not only for us. I mean, I see this in a lot of different groups, for instance, on social media where I am. I see people talk about this a lot, um, just feeling frustrated. Sometimes it's because maybe the partner isn't really on board or maybe it's the in-laws or the neighbor. People are having opinions uh, because they don't really understand what is going on. And... um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think specifically what we're talking about is culture clashes, yes. right? The, the culture of unschooling, de-schooling and the dominant culture, you know, exactly cu- uh, cult people, maybe, you know, environments that aren't used to speaking to kids with respect and seeing them as equal humans with rights or, you know, people in our environment that aren't used to kids, you know, with messy hair and barefoot and, you know, or maybe that's not for everybody, but, you know, where parents are actually taking the time to, like, ask their kids how they're feeling or, you know, the list goes on about, like... Or giving them a lot of trust, you know, so they can, you know, climb fences or walls or trees. Or or not going to school. Like, why why aren't your kids in school right now? You're a bad mom. You're bad this. Yeah, it's really easy to be misinterpreted, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I think that why we're deflated a little bit is because... I think we all have the need for being understood and heard and seen and supported. And sometimes when that doesn't happen, it can just leave us really just yeah deflated. Yeah. So basically, there are a few things that happened this past weeks where <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to get to it. It's like some things that happened in community with other unschooling families um, in environments, um, you know, with other other humans that are not unschooling, where we have to share space and we have to share resources and, and materials and all of that, where um, we were hardcore judged and 
you know, um, my son had a knife at one point. We were, you know, out in nature and, you know, the, the woman of the, like, who I guess was in charge of the area where we were camping and, and out in nature was like demanding that I give her the knife and somebody saw him with the with the knife and got really um scared and and I and I really worked very very hard to try to understand their point of view and be compassionate and empathetic and like I'm really sorry to hear that you were feeling scared I can understand that that's scary um but at the end of the day where I was being met with like some really really intense oppressive judgmental violent ways of communicating and it just really like got to me and I tried super hard to keep my shit together and at one point I was just like resist 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 like no I actually will not give you the knife and no we are leaving now and you know like it was it just was it a was, shit show yeah it was it was rough and so after that like reflecting back on what happened we ended up not leaving and i ended up speaking you know taking some space asking for some space speaking to community members or you know who was in community with me at that point um like getting support from from people i trusted to try to have a conversation trying to really use like authentic dialogue and nonviolent communication skills and and understanding like oh wow okay this is these are cultural differences like i can't expect for somebody to see my son my son's freedom in the same way that i do like in in a trusting way in in a pure way because they don't have the same perspective they don't have the same viewpoint or or even experience experience, I mean I think I'm I'm, I'm thinking like any other kid with with a knife would be perceived as a huge danger now you know your son and you know that he's not a huge danger and you know that he's not violent uh, but others can't know that yeah, I mean, I was, they were like, why does he have a knife? I'm like, because we're out in nature, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what? But yeah, what you're saying, Becca, is like there's there are different perspectives, right? And I think it is very hard to be free in an unfree world when we are not, we're not aware of what other people's perspectives gener- necessarily are, right? Like... I had to have a long conversation with Sai afterwards, like explaining to him that like, I trust you, um, but we are living in this world where many people, when they see a kid with a knife, they're gonna freak the fuck out. And so this is a part of our reality. And this is a part of our responsibility to our fellow human as well. Not to say that it is okay to be yelled at. I mean, literally this person was like yeah. screaming in my face and I had to really yeah. like, ooh, like keep it together. But um, not to say that that's okay and we just need to like be mats that people walk on. We can set boundaries and, you know, say when things are not okay for us. But I think that what what this process of reflection has 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 done for me is to help see unschooling, deschooling as a culture, right? Like as as something we're building and therefore take responsibility 
for trying to bridge gaps between the culture and other cultures. Exactly. I think I think you put it really, really well, Sadi. And I, it, it, to me, a big thing in this has to do with freedom. And for me, freedom is very different from free for all. Yeah. Freedom has to do with responsibility. You can't have freedom without responsibility. And so, like, for me, it has also been very eye-opening after so many years like understanding that um, we do have a responsibility when it comes to um, talking about these things with our kids and making sure that even though they have their freedom they also need to learn how to respect the other culture and yeah. I mean there it's 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 like as if you move from one country to another you're gonna run into a different being culture too. Culture. exactly yeah. so you turn into a bicultural being so that you can navigate the way we do things at home and the way we do the things at the center and the way we do things with other people that might not share our same values or our same beliefs yeah i think this idea like this righteousness too which is really easy to slip into right like well i have my rights and you know like I, i'm gonna stand up for my rights and that's what our kids see and then they become like you know freedom fighters that are defending their rights without understanding that other people have needs too. And again, yeah. not to say that using violence or you know being screamed at is okay. We need to set clear boundaries around that and support our kids to understand that they have the right to set those clear boundaries and help them develop those tools to do that. But this idea of, yeah, okay, you pull a knife out, like people around you that are not doing this de-schooling work, that are not questioning their beliefs around all of that are most likely going to respond that way. So how can we support our kids to understand the multicultural world in which they live in? And I think by doing that, like by helping Sai to understand, like, okay, this might be somebody's reaction. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna use that knife here maybe, or, or if somebody gets scared, like how can I respond differently? is also supporting like this is this is one of my aha moments from this experience it's like by me responding gently or um, responding to somebody else's need because the need for safety is is like a serious need absolutely and it should be respected yeah and and meeting that with like okay i understand your need for safety and so i'm going to support that need is actually modeling for sai you know how how to support others in getting their needs met as well. Yeah, that brings up something else for me, which is readiness. Like, you know, we can see our kids, we know our kids, we know what they are ready for, what they're good at. Others might not have a clue. So of course, like seeing a seven-year-old with a knife they have no idea. I mean, it happened the same thing for Teo. I remember him swinging the machete when he was 11 at Explora and a parent came by and got completely freaked out because he was sure that Teo was going to hurt someone uh, because he didn't know Teo and he didn't know the mastery he held over the machete. So for me, um, letting Teo use the machete at home or at Explora felt like a good thing, but uh, I wouldn't have let him walk around with a machete in in our 
in our town, like, you know, as an 11 year old, because I'm not sure that he would have been ready for that. Like that responsibility. Or had that understanding of what the other what the other culture or what other people that are not seeing things through that lens could think and feel and need exactly exactly so I think that it's like we it's really hard to navigate this and I don't like stifling kids at all um and I just think a lot about like in terms of culture um just before uh before starting to record this I I told Sadie about when Theo was going to Sweden like we didn't go very often we used to go every three years so every time we went we we, I would have to go through again like how do we eat in Sweden like how do we hold the fork and the knife because in Mexico it's okay to eat with your hands but in Sweden not so much Um, only a sandwich I would say (laughs) (laughs) and understand that others might get triggered if he eats in a way that is perfectly fine here and after eating we say thank you for the food that's that's like that's how we do things and here you don't say anything and so like just being very conscious of the fact that it's different cultures we do things differently and it's kind of arbitrary that's that's what Theo mm-hmm. used to say when he when he was like you know 9 10 10 11 it's like but mom like who invented all of these rules like this is really arbitrary yeah (laughs) it is it is but to be able to recognize that we are actually talking about different cultures you know it makes me also think about like what we've been sharing and talking about shielding our kids and and i think that it it's really helpful for our kids to see the world outside of unschooling as well you know i'm thinking about a field trip we took with the Explorer kids and you know it required us to like go over this river with a canoe and the family that was like um, I guess in charge of the canoes like the gentleman was not so much a gentleman actually he was really mean (laughs) and rude (laughs) but um, he was like grabbing the kids by their arms and like seating them so I had to ask him nicely with love and care and respect like to not put his hands on them Mm -hmm. and he's like but that's how we do it here you know, and so, of course, we're, we're choosing not to go back to that place because that's the other thing. Like, I think, um, you know, definitely one becomes more aware of what environments are more uh, more understanding and supportive. and supportive of doing things differently and open minded. Yeah. And so, like, avoiding places and situations and people and groups that might not be so open. Um, so that was a learning from that experience. But we can actually have the conversation with the kids about it afterwards. Like they, because they were like, oh, that guy was really mean. And I was like, well, why do you think? You know, and we talked about a lot of things. We talked about culture. We talked about like, you know, generations. We talked about parenting. We talked about different, you know, ways thinking around respect. And, and I thought, you know, at first, of course, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe this thing happened. But then I was like, I was really grateful to be able to have that conversation where the kids could acknowledge and say yeah I don't think I want to go back there you know that's amazing I I don't feel I didn't feel good so you don't need to you don't need to protect them but you can have these conversations and you can get to that conclusion yeah because you listen to how they feel and what their needs are yeah and they were like yeah I don't think we want to go back and I was like yeah And, and we processed that together and 
Um, but also I think it would have been really different if we were like, yeah, we're going to go back and we're going to tell that guy like what we think and da, 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 da. you know, it's like being yeah, rebels like, without a cause, that kind yeah, of and imposing. energy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I don't think that that's really constructive, um, and, and really in uh, aligned with what it is that we are at least doing in our, in our community and in terms of trying to find middle ground and trying to understand one another and so um it's that's hard to reach that place is hard to reach when you don't have people that are open to having dialogue but I think it's still you can still have it one-sided within your your like on your side on your with your group with your kids with your communities of like yeah you know this is this this might not be the place for us to go yeah and I also feel you know like we're not we're not missionaries in that sense. We're mm. not here to convince people that unschooling and de-schooling is what everyone needs to be doing. It's something that we do because we believe in it. And also the way I look at it is like, we can maybe plant seeds and mm. we can maybe inspire by, by just being good humans yeah, and not use the same tools of oppression or like the way I mean we can impose ourselves or we can try to roll with respect and most people might not get what we're doing or what we're about but then I do see people that get curious and and that see that something interesting is happening here and that is wonderful then then I feel like okay like this this is good but again I don't look at myself as a missionary I don't think that that's what we're doing um and so in that sense, I feel that being respectful and show what we are for the people that are interested and curious and for those who aren't, just be respectful and mindful and, and understanding that this is, this is not going to flow. Yeah, and like what you said you know, earlier, it's like you be the model. So it's like I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it in terms that like in, instead of being so focused on what other people are thinking yeah and being more focused on understanding you know a, the the other culture like the other yeah. the non-unschooling culture you know and then from there making a choice like okay this is a space that i i can move in i can flow in or this is a space that i can't flow in and so part of i mean if you're listening to this i'm just exhausted from this week <laughs> because it's been a lot of like a lot of just unpacking and like peeling through the layers of what this experience has been and it's been really painful it's been really really painful because it's actually brought up a lot of a lot of wounds of loss for me yeah you know like losing people in my life because of my my choices and and contemplating and thinking back like okay could I also have done something differently like was I so was I digging my heels so much into my beliefs that I wasn't open to hearing other people's perspectives like these are questions that I'm asking myself right now in reflection as I'm also trying to support Sai to see that there are other perspectives and other ways of life like you can still hold a firm line and a firm boundary for how you want to live but we are living in a in a world that has a lot of oppression in it still and so um yeah I'm in a a big place of reflection and so I'm really curious like I want to hear from people listening to this like 
hit us up, you know, DM us on Instagram or send us an email. All the links are in our bios and website and all that. But, um, yeah, like, how do you navigate? How are you guys navigating? Yeah, because, I mean, this can show up in families. Yeah, yeah. This can be, like, your maybe your parents or, as I said, like, the neighbor. It can be, like, very, very, very close by. And, and it's not easy. And I think it, I mean, the question has come up so many times for us, like, my partner isn't on board, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, like, yeah, whoa, like just there, just there. How do you navigate the differences and understanding that many times just parents have very different cultures and very different ways of doing things. Yeah, I'm super curious as well to, um, to hear from you all and see, yeah what 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 experiences do you have what conclusions have you drawn like what reflections have you made because yeah i have to say like the the deflated part for me is a certain sadness um sadness around the divisiveness and i think it is very general in these times um and so this, this didn't really help, you know, I felt it more. I was like, oh God, can't we just be friends? Yeah, because what we're trying to do is build a world of like respect and connection and partnership and um, yeah, being met with that. It's like, you know, of course one starts to question too, like, oh my gosh, am I like raising a person that isn't, you know, caring about others? And then, and then I talk to my son and his reflections help me to see that that is not the case at all and that there's a lot of awareness and care there but also a lot of sense of self you know yeah like, I was so proud of him afterwards where he you know he was reflecting back on that experience like what it felt like for him and you know when I shared like yeah people are gonna get scared he's like well I don't want people to feel like that about me oh he said that yeah I was just like yeah I mean that that's what it's yes. about yeah you know it's about understanding that okay maybe I'm not going to take out the knife right now and that doesn't mean that I'm not free yeah you know that my my freedom can't impose we have a snoring pug right next to us (laughs) folks my 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 freedom cannot impose like harm onto somebody else you know and and at the same time people have to be responsible for their own freaking emotions right absolutely such a balance it's like this thing back and forth yeah it's a weird dance it's a weird dance but i but i do see like i do see value in learning to respect other people's fears and values and needs and i see a lot of value into learning how to be adaptable without yeah. losing your core right and i think that that is what is really hard here have you ever been in a situation with your kid where you suddenly feel the urge to teach them something you think is valuable and find yourself shoveling knowledge down their throats we call those teaching moments and they're as yucky as they sound In the next episode of Radical Learning Talks, we'll dissect what this very common phenomenon is about, why we dislike it so much, and what to do instead.